Welcome to Real Fantasy Encounters, where we will be playing a gothic horror medical drama game called Blood Clot. Hi, I'll be playing Sebastian Silvery, a metaphysician outpatient. Essentially, I have a medical condition. The condition that I have is uh, time sickness slash hell touched. Parts of my body are uh, drift in and out of time, and they don't quite apply too well. Hi, this time around, I will be playing Reverend Daj McDaniels III. A death priest that is, well, specifically faithful to the reverend's health insurance you can have faith in. Um, and I will be playing Dr. Johann von Schadensprecht, very much blood and bone kind of doctors. Um, uh, but I also have other cool things like an extra nose, uh, an extra tongue, extra eyes. that I like opening these games is we do an individual scene for each character which sets them up a bit and then they come together and they talk about their patients and who they want to tackle first. So we might do a scene with uh, Dr. Silvery first. Okay. Yes. Uh, so you are in the diagnostics ward. This is also your opportunity for us to tell us uh, what your space looks like and what an average day for you looks like. Yeah. Okay. So the diagnostics ward is it's, it's cluttered but it's the kind of organized chaos so everything has a place and it's in its place and is, but you can see everything. So there are um, old beeping like heart monitors and just alarms and, and, and noises going off all the time, but like methodical noises. So like you can, you can, you can tune to the noises in, in the place. So it's not chaos complete. It's like ordered and structured chaos. Uh, every day starts with mopping the floors. Um, this is how we go about retaining Stavros on the payroll. Yes. <laughs> um, everyone must uh, chip in to help mop the floors. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of something that they're all kind of doing anyway because they're all a little bit neurotic with it. Um, and even I have to chip in. So it's sitting there with a, with, a, with, a, with a mop out that is half of a broken um, clock hand. So it's like a, it's like a snap. The, the handle is a clock hand. And it's just been sort of jerry-rigged together to become this mop that we use to, to mop down the floors while waiting for, I guess, emergency diagnostics or, or people to come in for diagnostic treatment. Uh, yes, uh, you were in there doing that. And Stavros comes and approaches you. And he says, Doctor, the rat scan. <laughs> it's filthy. <laughs> Generally, when you let it get infested like that, it, it happens to get filthy. Well, has someone been cleaning the rats first? I mean, they are the rats that we use to check for the bubonic plague. 
I hate this. And <laughs> <laughs> they're supposed to be dirty, Stavros. Well, okay, I understand, but they, they need to stay inside the cage if that's the case. Ah. Did I forget to close the door again? <laughs> yeah, you, you look over. Um, yeah, you've got a CAT scan machine. Uh, the top of it is just this a big, like, uh, cage of rats that are all packed in tight. They look like fish that have been pulled up with a trawler. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you can see that uh, one of the, the little bars holding them together has snapped loose and one of the rats has wiggled out and is just dangling down halfway out, rubbing its dirty little paws on the uh, other bits of the machine. Right, okay. Well, I don't particularly want to touch that. <laughs> and I go over and I just grab these massive gloves, like up to the chest gloves. And I, I put them on. I'm like, um, do you mind holding the door open while I jam this thing back inside? <laughs> uh, yeah, Stavros looks at you with terror for a moment. Uh, then he considers the ongoing existential terror of continuing to let the rat step on everything. <laughs> And he sighs, he puts on a long glove as well, and he's going to hold it for you. Great. I'm just going to try and, like, plop it back inside as if I was pushing in a Lego piece <laughs> into a cage. Yeah. No, it's fine. You do this. Um, all right. Now, and I just grab some duct tape, and I just... <laughs> and that'll probably hold until we can get maintenance, right? Oh, it's still holding the major microscopes together. <laughs> we got the good stuff. <laughs> Excellent. That's what I like to see. Now, I, I did hear we had someone that we needed to rat scan recently. Do you think they opened the cage door? Because it definitely wasn't me. Possibly. We'll go get someone to ask some questions. We can't have... I keep explaining this to people. We can't have patients playing with the diagnostic equipment. Oh, I, absolutely. I totally agree. Even the fun ones. Even the... Especially the fun ones. <laughs> Those are the most dangerous. Yeah. Shane, there's a guy in here who's getting really good scores on the Tetrisometer. <laughs> yes, but the Tetrisometer causes square eyes. <laughs> uh, uh, I'd like to jump over to one of the other doctors. Uh, Dr. Von Schadensbrecht. Yes. Uh, tell us how yeah. your ward is going this morning. Um, I am in the lightning ward um, with Hans, my lightning tech. Yes. Mm. Imagine, uh, this is the lightning tower, so it's like a, a big... Uh, this hospital here used to be just like a castle that everyone has moved into. Mm. Uh, this was the big spire that's on it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's now just got a huge rod off the top. Gigantic. Um, and I've sent Hans up there this morning um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to, to like, uh, conduct some barometric readings um, and figure out when the next storm is going to hit. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm going, Hans, have you seen anything? <laughs> Yeah, you're leaning out the window and he's climbed up. He's um, got one of those big cloths, basically. He's wrapped it around yes. the spire <laughs> and then around himself. <laughs> he's like shimmying his way up and down. Mm -mm. It's like, uh, I, I think we are getting closer to something. <laughs> uh, is it a storm? It's, it's, uh, he's, he's pointing out in a couple directions where he can see clouds. Mm. And it's like, I'm, I'm getting strong currents coming in from one way. Uh, uh, yeah, and what about the other way? <laughs> uh, and the other way, they're not coming in because they're coming from the other way. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, well um, I look outside. Is it looking like it's going to threaten to storm at all? No. <laughs> I go back inside and I go, this is troubling. If we do not have uh, uh, lightning, electricity, 
I don't know how I can practice medicine. I'll have to go back to the ad hoc way, the ad hack way of practicing medicine. Yeah, um, uh, Hans is like climbing back down and says, uh, may, may I make a suggestion, sir? Hmm? Uh, we still have the zinc carbon batteries. Yes. We just need to get some hand cranking going on. As the takeaway batteries. Yeah. Hans, that's why I have you here, say. <laughs> um, um, uh, and yeah, yeah, I, I don't have any patients in the ward currently, but I'm looking over my list of patients that are assigned to me. Yeah. Um, uh, and particularly this, uh, this person who is reporting their skeleton has gone missing. Yes. Maybe a good contender for some lightning probe treatment. I'm going, is there anything that, uh, is, uh you know, might put us, at, put us at risk of liability? I don't want that to be a situation like last time. You know, <laughs> when I had to get you to clean up the frog's legs. Oh, well, I mean, the liability there was yeah, less to a patient and more to the, uh, the, the frog collectors that we had uh, uh, loaned them from. That's right. <laughs> um, mm. I was very sure we'd be able to break, take them back in one piece. Uh, I, I managed to save one of them, <laughs> but they didn't want to have one back by the time I was done with it. And there's like a frog with six legs that I've cobbled together. It was really one and a half frogs, so I don't see the issue. <laughs> I've really like a, a 1.5 there investment. I was about to slip into Hyponicon there for a second. <laughs> this is not an investment game. This is for you. I save lives. I save lives. You're an altruist. Yeah. <laughs> um... Looking outside the window, um, am I able to see the war from here? Uh, yes, you actually can. Uh, because you are up in the mountains at the moment, you have a really good view down over the plains. And like there is an entire standing army that you can see marching across the field. It's going to get very hot here soon, Hans. We'll need to batten down the hatches. I hope a storm comes soon. We're going to have many more patients. Uh, yes, uh, uh, we can look at pulling out the Cloudbuster again, seeing if we can get it working. Yes, the Cloudbuster. <laughs> um, I turn, there's a, there's a clothed piece of equipment there. Um, <laughs> uh, it says Cloudbuster. It's impossible to tell what this thing actually looks like under there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that, honestly. Yes. Uh, so we will pass over to our last uh, doctor, <laughs> uh, uh, the Reverend. Yes, the Reverend. Um, so it is pretty much a typical day within the mobility ward. Um, the mobility ward is a little, little bit of a different vibe to like any other regular ward in a hospital, especially cause it's a hundred percent got like the religious tonality to it, but it's also kind of like a weird fusion with like a spa, I guess. Everything's like super clean, super white. There are like strategically placed orchids around the room, like reception, all oh, the, nice. the staff are like primly dressed. Like they're all wearing like um like nun and reverend regalia and whatnot fully covered up. But there's just some really disturbing art and imagery around of just various religious figures and just bleeding effigies and things like that. Um it gives very like there is no war in Bossing Say kind of vibes. Yeah, right. Um, it's just first glance. Oh, this is a nice room, but inherently creepy. The longer you stand in there, um, the Reverend loves this room. It is it is peaceful. It is calming. It is it is 
full of the power of God. Um, and everyone is just going about their day. Um, the, the nurses are going around doing physiotherapy. And I think um, uh, at the start of the day, the reverend is just going up to uh, the, the reception area, I guess, to see if there are any new like intake of patients or people leaving for a matter. Yes. Uh, you go up. Yeah, Sister Leora is working there. Uh, she tends to do a lot of the financials on the front desk. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, she's uh, sitting there and uh, pulls up a bunch of paperwork and says, uh, here, you wanted to review these? Yes, my child. Here, I'll take those. Yeah. Uh, having a look over it, uh, you can see that uh, income has actually slumped a little bit. Hmm. Huh. Well, this won't do. Do we have any patients scheduled for the, the ward this evening? Uh, we have two important ones, which I think it'd be really great to get both of them in here. Mm, yes, it would indeed. Uh, and she's showing you the details for these patients. It's like, well, I, yeah, I don't necessarily know that all of them would necessarily benefit from the My spa. dear, my, my child, <laughs> everyone will benefit from the light of the Lord. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> everyone benefits. Mm. Always. Um, and yeah, I think she just collates the documents and starts going through them there's not too much else to it she is definitely one of the higher up figures on the ward at least at the moment yes and Leora says and that's why I invited the other tour around to meet you here (laughs) yes well my child the next time you feel like taking the initiative check first she she nods but doesn't look very sorry about it (laughs) fair enough (laughs) it's nice to see she has a backbone yeah Cool. And yeah, the two of you arrive. Yeah. this I'm not around the mobility ward as much as possibly I should be. Um, uh, I tend to stay away from this place because it gives me the heebie-jeebies. So when I, I step in, um, uh, a bunch of people give me nervous looks. Mm. I look I look like a... Uh, again, I look like a homunculus. <laughs> <laughs> people here are polite enough that they do hand you a towel and a, a gown. Yeah. <laughs> I go, no, no, I, no, I'm the, I'm the doctor. I'm, I'm a doctor in this facility. Um, uh, I'm here to see uh, Dr. Aj. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I trundle on over to you. Ah, yes. Dr. Um, I'm going to have to actually write down your fucking name. You need to write down forget. your names as well. Uh, yeah. Schadensprecht. Uh, von Schadensprecht. Von Schadensprecht. So I have, I have um, this huge growth like coming out of my... Uh, what I want to say, trap area on the right hand side. It's just an extra muscle. <laughs> it's something. It's something that that I have that I've that I've grafted onto myself. Um, <laughs> I've just written down homunculus looking dude. What was your the character's name again? Um, uh, Reverend Dodge McDaniel's. Dodge. Dodge. D A J. And then I've forgotten you as well. Uh, Sebastian Silvery. With six apostrophes and... Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I come over and I shake your hand. Um, and the first things that you notice is that I've got extra eyes and they're both on the backs of my palms like this. Mm. I fucking love that oh. so much. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I love like the, the eye on the back of the palm aesthetic. And then um, uh, and uh, uh, you hear that I breathe kind of startled for a bit. I go, oh... Sorry, I was breathing to the wrong set, I say. And I hold up. I've got this nose on my palm. Um. (laughs) 
Well, it's certainly a... It, it is a... Hmm. Nice to meet you, Doctor. Uh, the, the pleasure is mine. Uh, do, you, do you know where um, uh, Dr. Silvery is? Um, um, I turn, uh, they're probably in the diagnostics lab. Uh, do you, mm. I did send the invitation up. Mm. What time did the invitation state? Time. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Time is a very peculiar thing to Dr. Silvery. I, I had no idea I needed to be specific. Well, uh, yes, my dear. They would rock up any time they damn low. Please. Was it this year at the very <laughs> least? As you're saying this, you see like a, a rift appear in the, in the corridor. <laughs> and then you just hear like this wailing screech. And then I just step through. <laughs> well, I guess that's as on time as I could hope for. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Dr. Von Schadenspecht like, puts a hand in his chest. It's just like, yeah. oh, <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be you that time. <laughs> uh, Leora makes it across and she um, uh, has a little uh, pile of grave dirt on the desk, which she tosses <laughs> over her shoulder. <laughs> You're going to want to clean that up. Like, it's not sanitary to have dirt laying around a medical facility. Oh, <laughs> doctor, it's, it, everything here has been blessed. Don't, don't worry. Blessed doesn't necessarily associate with cleanliness. Uh, Leora gasps. <laughs> we may want to take this discussion out of the ward. Um, <laughs> follow me to my office, and we, I guess, go in, in into. I assume I have an office, yeah, or a, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, escort the two of you into just like a smaller, closed-off room that is basically just a condensed version of the the reception of the mobility ward. It mm. is just as creepy. And you see me sit down in this high wingback um, Pope-like chair. Mm. Yeah. This lower budget, but same vibes. Yeah, you have these uh, three manila folders here, each with a patient in it, and you need to talk about your priorities on them. Mm. I mean, I think we should probably prioritize the one that's going to, you know, croak first. Yeah. That's not a... I didn't mean to. I did read the report in your last situation. I'm incredibly sorry about that. <laughs> Accidents happen in the workplace. Seemingly Just more often than not in the lightning tower. The lightning tower, they happen in mine more often. Yes. Um, look, I am inclined to agree. Uh, however, uh, I am uncertain what I could potentially, uh, uh, you know, uh, flesh sculpt in order to... Uh, Null and void this administrative issue with God. <laughs> well, to be p quite blunt, as a, there's of course Nacho, but personally, I was thinking that um, uh, it was uh, Patrizia Laurie, um, the one that had jumped on the I don't know grenade, seemed to be maybe more of the life-threatening issue, or at least the immediate issue, as opposed to just some. Skin trauma. The organ, the organ will be fine. I can supply and I can put it in there. Get it all back up to scratch. Good as new. However, uh, the demonic entity on the organ, that is out of my wheelhouse. Yes, it will definitely take a little bit of research to go over and do, but it's, I guess, within my wheelhouse, you could say. Um, Dr. Silvery, when it, when it comes to um, Nacho... I can't really say, as part of the mobility ward, we've had to do really any kind of 
skin repair of any kind? Or, because this feels very metaphysical to me. Oh, for the, the skin repair is a bit more complicated. There are a few remedies that we could try. Off the top of my head, we could try just regrafting skin onto the exposed part and not solve the underlying underneath problem, but we would no longer be exposing skin to, you know, corrosive toxins in the air. Mm. It doesn't necessarily get all the way through, however. I can supply this as well. Um, the problem is, however, whenever we've tried to reapply the skin, it just keeps coming off. Mm. I feel like there may be some sort of blocker in the way. Look, how about we go ahead and get them up to the diagnostics room. We can put them in the rat scan, um, see what's going on, make sure they don't have any underlying plague symptoms that could be causing any of this. <laughs> And um, just verify to see if there's any metaphysical or outwards entities that could be contributing to this matter that we may not have fully uh, had experience with before. Yes, initial diagnostics for probably all three is not far from what we actually need to do anyways. I have an idea of... How we could the how how the reverence could theoretically help Patriza, but as for Nacho, not too sure. So probably diagnostics is the best. Ah uh, well, well no, I'll, I'll get back to that actually. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that hasn't finished brewing, much that's, like the frog incident. That's right, no, much like the frog incident. Um, but I think the lightning tower might be able to help with that. All right, so are we going to fix the gra this this the the, the the not not to a patient first. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that might be the best thing. Fantastic. So, which ward do you want him in? Probably diagnostics. Diagnostics. Fantastic. Yeah, you issue uh, an order for him to be taken up there. That's no problem. Are all three of you going to go up there, or does one of you want to go talk to one of these other patients? Because uh, Nacho is the patient of Silvery and uh, uh, Reverend Daj. Yes. Uh, Reverend, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. So how about the two of you go up to Diagnostics Ward and then uh, you can go do an initial consult. Yes, yeah, yes. Let's go talk to the bioexorcism case. I'll go talk to Patricia. Yeah, great. Uh, You'll find her in the general ward. Yeah, let's keep her there for the time being. Yes. Cool. So we'll follow you both up to the Diagnostics Ward. Uh Uh, This is going to be our first meeting with uh, Nacho, who is a... Uh, like we've said, he's a messenger. Uh, he works for the king. Uh, uh, when you walk in, uh, you can see he is obviously a raw, bloody mess. Stavros <laughs> isn't going to like this. <laughs> yeah, um, they've had to like take a lot of care with the bed. Um, you walk in, he's, he's kind of like a younger guy. Um, his skin is... It looks like it hasn't come off in patches. It has all come off and back on in one go. Yeah, okay. And because it is a full body thing, like he is incredibly uncomfortable wearing any clothes. Oh. It's, it's like raw nerves all over. Yeah. It's, where, wherever he is touching, it is uncomfortable. And so they've kind of propped him up in the bed in a way that has him is touching. He like as, in a bath? Would that make sense? If they had a portable bath, they would might put him in one. <laughs> By bath, I mean it's a bed that they've just wrapped with like some sort of sealant. 
just to keep like liquids Smeared inside. with Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with it being something along those lines. Like, it's not something they just have on hand. No. It's, it's absolutely piecemeal together. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, a very uh, last minute thrown together sort of thing, and yeah. it's uh, then different. Like they then couldn't put wheels on it. Yeah. So you then have, you like, just got these... like a couple of people picking it up and carrying it everywhere. Yeah, like it's uh, what do you call it? Like a sedan chair. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he is uh, sitting in this bathtub and groaning in pain. <laughs> All right. So on a scale of one to ten, how much does it hurt? With one being the normal, usual amount of everyday pain. And we did figure out the scale for this last time, which was the smiley face. Scale. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's a one to four scale. <laughs> I would draw you a face, doctor, but I it hurts too much to hold the pen. Uh, just yeah, and you can hear as he's talking like this is a young guy, but that's quite a harsh voice. Yeah. And as he opens his mouth, you can see the skin on the inside of his mouth oh, has come also been flipped. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. Interesting, interesting. Well, I think the first thing to do is to try and see if there are any plague symptoms related to this case. And it just so happens... Um, I sort of like put a cover over the duct tape on the rat machine. <laughs> <laughs> we've we, we've just uh, had our uh, plague detecting device repaired and is currently functional. I do apologize. This is probably going to hurt a lot as we need to place you onto a different bed temporarily. Um, I assume that's why the priest is here to, to keep me alive if anything happens. Yes. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> no. I believe you might have a few questions before uh, we proceed with any sort of diagnostic procedure. Yes, As is yes. standard with your department. <laughs> yes, i got to remind myself. Ah, yes. Now, I am aware it was Nacho, Nacho Doyle, isn't it? Yes. Now, my child, I am not sure of your status of employment, but you do work with the king, correct? Uh, I'm a messenger for, uh, uh, yes, his highness. Yes, now, and... Rector Nacht. Yes, yes, of course, of course. Now, uh, with the hospital here, we are absolutely going to do the utmost to give you the care that we absolutely can. But as a death priest, I do have to inform you, that is not the care that you deserve, my child. (laughs) You deserve much more. I was just interested in seeing what is your king doing for you in regards to your health benefits? My king has said that, uh, well, when I'm in the castle, it's taken care of by the physicians. Oh, my dear, I, there is so much more we could be doing for you. Now, um, I would assume that as a, uh, a messenger for the king himself, you must be um, doing quite well for yourself, to put it quite bluntly. It pays pretty well. Yes, excellent. Now, to, to maintain such an established and, you know, um, reliable role, you want to be at the peak of your health. I'm sorry, I thought this was going to be questions about my condition. We're getting there, don't rush me. Um, but in order for us to properly diagnose you, we do need to make sure that we have all of the resources at our, well, resources available as we need them. And, uh, well, in times like these, I'm sure you are aware, it is unfortunate, but these things don't come cheap, sweet pea. Uh, 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 it's difficult to hold a pen right now, but I'm, I'm sure I can let, write a letter to the king, and he'll be very grateful if uh, I can get myself 
good and back to the castle, especially since I, I still have mail that hasn't been delivered. Absolutely. And I'm sure, you know, he would put down an amount of money to make sure that <laughs> I get out of here and bring that back myself. It can't go with a standard courier. That's absolutely fine. So I have your verbal consent then. Oh, God. You do. Absolutely. Genius. That is exactly all I needed. Okay, so... Um, and you just see um, the reverend just make some quick notes in a notebook that has seemingly appeared out of nowhere. Could I just get you to... Actually, you can't sign anything. Can you just like press a little bloody thumb to this page? Just oh, oh God, he does. Yes, yes, <laughs> excellent. Okay, there we go. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Now, my my child, you are going to get the utmost care, more so than you know the general ward, so to speak. So, I think the first thing we are going to need from you. Um, is I I do have some questions about the mail that you were delivering. I know you are just the, the the messenger, but you wouldn't happen to know of any of the the, the contents, the the recipients, general routes, anything that could have affected something like this. I cannot speak about any of the contents. I have not viewed any of it myself. Mm-hmm. I was returning to the castle. I can tell you that the mail in here is addressed directly to the king. So it's for the king, and this, and she kind of just like dress gestures to his body, um, happened in transit for a package for the king. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you still happen to have this with you? The, the mail? Yes. Yeah. I still have the mail with me. No, you cannot look at the mail. <laughs> what if... That, that would be a uh, high treason to the king. If it, it remains sealed? <laughs> he thinks about that. <laughs> I could allow you to inspect the outside of the letter. That is perfectly fine. Uh, uh, Dr. Sil- Silvery, if you wanted to get along with your uh, rat scan, um, and I, I could absolutely start um, casting a few rituals around this to see if any, well, blasphemous curses or demons or anything along that adjacent subplot is, you know, decided to infuse itself with the mail or something along those lines. I mean, I was quite hoping you would actually uh, help me prevent this patient from bleeding out when we put them on the machine. <laughs> and then she quickly looks back to the thumbprint and she's like, oh, yes, I guess I have to do that now too. Uh, also, um, um, Stavros, we're going to need... I look at the, the, the amount of blood that this patient's like, got. <laughs> all the mops. Yeah, he, he, he's already been standing by with two mops, one in each hand. And he's like, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, do you know if this machine still works if it gets wet? Stavros. I have to imagine so. I mean, rats can swim, can't they? Rats can swim. Can they swim in blood? (laughs) Fantastic question, sir. We're going to find out. (laughs) It's It's all part of the medical process, the scientific discovery of it. All right, well, uh, we're just going to load you up, and then we're going to switch on the, uh, the power generator from the lightning tower to come down here, and it should transfer on and start up this, uh, Rat machine. Give him a rat test. Yeah, up in the lightning tower ward, Hans has like unplugged the main power source so that he could plug it into the cloud buster and it's just like revving it. <laughs> it's like, oh, sorry, they probably need that. Good work, Hans. All right, I'm going to try and diagnose this patient. Yes. So, uh, yeah, um, like we've done in heart, these are uh, D10 pools that we're rolling here. Yep. So I get uh, one for luck, which is just the standard base. 
Um, I have a skill which is diagnose, so I'm going to use that. Yep. Um, and we're currently in the diagnostics lab, so that's the domain that I'm going to put on. Yes. And is there any assist feature? Uh, yes. Yeah, you can assist if you have a relevant skill or domain. Uh, you will take the uh, the consequences, any stress for a failure, if you help. I don't think I have a relative skill because my, my question would be, since this is a diagnostics role, mm. would my my nursing ability to keep him stable while the diagnostics is running be relevant? Uh, yes. Okay, uh, cool. Is that to be relevant? Yes. Take okay. another one for nursing. Still one of your D10s. Okay, so that's 3D10. Uh, should it be 4D10? Yes, I have four in my hand. I just didn't Added say the word four. <laughs> yes. <laughs> great, for, great for an audio uh, medium. Yeah. <laughs> That's Woo. a 10. Ooh, baby. Fantastic. We take the highest one, right? The, it's not a risky or anything. Roll. It's just a normal. No, this is a standard easy roll to start out. Great. With. Then that's a 10. <laughs> yes. Cool. So uh, you will see the patient tra- track there has a series of boxes. Uh, normally, you'd roll a D4 on each success to tick some boxes off, but uh, because you got a 10, that'll be a D6. All right. Great. Nice. Four. There four. we are. Tick four, One, stopping two, at the first clock box. Four. That is Do we exactly tick the clock box off, or we have to wait at the clock box? You wait at the clock box. So okay. Something needs to be resolved yeah. here before we move on. I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. That's what I had a feeling. Yeah. Oh, uh, describe to me how this goes. Yeah, so we... um. We gently pick up this patient using, um, like, we put, like, um, gauze around, like, each of the ex- limbs and sort of lift without oh. touching the patient uh-huh. and try and, like, grab onto as little surface area as possible. Mm-hmm. Just lift and then drop onto this machine oh. that he slams into. It's not prepared for being touched with, like, this wet skin and then just gets rocketed inside the machine. Oh. <laughs> now, normally in, like, cat scan machines and stuff, Something spins around the patient. This is not the case with this machine. Oh, no. Clamps strapped down and the patient starts rotating. Oh, <laughs> fuck my life. <laughs> well, the rats are only on top, so you, yes. you, guys, <laughs> exactly. you can't move the rats around. They hate that. <laughs> Blood is spilling everywhere. <laughs> Stavros is mortified. <laughs> um, but it, nonetheless, it goes through does a diagnostics and prints out a list of any related plagues that this individual might have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You've uh, got like, there's another diagnostics ward member there who's uh, talking to you, uh, Reverend. It's like, well, I wanted to spin the patients fast enough to get a centrifuge effect going out, but apparently that <laughs> knocks them out. <laughs> For the last time I've told you, we need them conscious to ask more questions after oh, diagnostics is going. God, that's good. For example, and I turn around to Nacho, on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your current experience in this diagnostics process? He vomits. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna rate that as a one. <laughs> but you get a useful data out of this. Uh, yes. So what I'm really looking for is, is this um, something plague related? As in, like he's been affected to try and spread something to the king or is it curse related that he's just happened to get in the way of? Uh, you can tell that it is uh, curse related. Okay. Uh, but uh, obviously there are other aspects to it. Yep. Uh, you can tell, uh, like I said, that this was something that happened all at once. Yeah. Okay. Like for him, it was like an overnight thing. He woke up and his body was like this. Okay. And what you're seeing as you're running it through the, uh, sort of calculations against different kinds of plagues. 
Uh, you are getting some check marks where it's not quite the same, but it has a lot of similar features to biblical plagues. Right. Okay, yes. This this kind of thing is probably more your wheelhouse. What I'm seeing here is it's not it's not medical illness. It's probably more religious illness. Hmm. I'm seeing, you know, famine vibes, uh, raining frogs. Yes. No, I, I did have a sneaking suspicion, but I just wanted to, you know, rule out the obvious first. And you can see she's flicking through a rather, rather, like, dense tome of just, it's just a thicker, better Bible. Do you need I'll to quickly ask? Yeah. Uh, Nacho, do you have any children? Uh, uh, no children yet. Hey. Good for now. <laughs> Maybe the firstborn might be a problem. We'll we'll cross that bridge once we come to it. I think the next best thing for for young Nacho here is probably um, we will need to do some communions and just a, maybe a ritual or two to narrow down um, the rhyme and reason. And probably the best place for that will be the mobility warden. I do imagine you'll probably be a slight bit more comfortable in there as well. Yeah. Um. So probably we should get them moving there sooner rather than later. Right. First, we're going to need to sop up all of this blood and put it back in the bathtub. <laughs> not, not, not back in Nacho. Uh, currently, the blood's on the outside. <laughs> is, I mean, is the me losing it going to be a problem? I'm that's why we're a putting bit, a bit dizzier right now. That's why we're putting you on the back in the bathtub, and I just slap him on the back. Oh like, god! Without oh, really oh, thinking oh, about oh, it. God. Ugh. I just sort of wipe my hand on the corner of the bathtub. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> mm. uh, for what it's worth, these shuddering reactions are exactly what blood clot is for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this uh, is it as intended, unfortunately. Yeah. We're, we're making all of these cringy ich and uh, sounds, but we're all grinning. It just doesn't really work. <laughs> Over an auditory medium, we're like, "Fuck, this is good. It's disgusting, though. It's it's like when you you the only sensation I can describe it to is when you're picking like a really satisfying scab or popping like an infected pimple. Okay, and you're yeah, like, yeah. I can I can do Fuck that. Fuck yes. I just yeah, you you doing that stuff just makes me think of walking into a doctor's office and seeing <laughs> Groucho Marx there. <laughs> okay, Groucho Marx is my doctor. <laughs> <laughs> He gives you a thermometer and it blows up in your head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, moving forward, when you hit a clot box, uh, mm-hmm. what you need to get through that is a resource. And okay. a resource is a thing you have to... Uh, one of the doctors has to go away and make a roll to either create or find somewhere. or But, like, it has to be a thing that you're going to use to overcome this issue. I think then that's probably something I should definitely go and do. Probably do a... I think I have a ritual thing for this. Um, maybe not. Um, then I think, yeah, I would just like to go and conduct a, uh, a ritual within the mobility ward to try and, um, commune with the powers that be to see if I can get any, like, intel then, I guess. Uh, we might pass back over to, uh, Dr. Von Schartensprach. Yeah. Um, uh, I walk into the general ward. Mm. Um, I imagine it's not particularly difficult to pick this person out from the crowd. Um, based on the dossier that I have on them, yes. talking about a nun that has jumped on a hand grenade, mm. a demonic hand grenade, um, uh, and so I'm I'm kind of I've got like the Manila folder in my hands, like as I'm walking, 
Um, uh, I'm actually I'm actually reading it like so that the middle folder is up against my face like this, but <laughs> navigating with my back of the palm eyes as I'm walking. <laughs> God um, damn it! Okay. <laughs> um, uh, and I I like like slam the Manila folder shut when I get to like um, uh, Gurney. Yes. Um, and I say, Guten Tag, Patricia. Um, uh, I am Dr. Von Scharensprecht. I will be your attending physician. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. I did assume just then, didn't I? Who am I talking with exactly? Uh, she, she looks fucking terrified of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. These are do- just doctors' accoutrements. Don't worry, um, I say. Um, and the um, two eyes in the back of my hands blink. Um, oh, um, dearie, I, I suppose if I'm cursed in this kind of way, perhaps another cursed uh, kind of way is the only way it's going to go. <laughs> uh, uh, but you're not the doctor, are you? <laughs> I'm the doctor. I get to make those sweeping speculations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is an older nurse. She's uh, a nun, sorry. Older nun. She's probably in her like late 50s. Uh, uh, you can see that uh, they've pulled the sheet up to her neck, mm-hmm. uh, but they have got it um, like cut open, sort of. Uh, it's it's a sheet where they can like pull up the middle of it to get easy access to her stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, normally we would do this kind of interview in the diagnostics ward, but and I pull like a curtain around us, yeah. um, uh, and I take a seat and I go. I need some contextual information about what led you into the peculiar circumstance that you're in right now. I, c- um, I can explain that for you. Ah, perfect. In your own words, tell me what happened. Uh, for what it's worth, the, the curtain you've pulled around is like a literal shower curtain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sits about a knee height off the ground and only goes up barely over your head. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah can, you can see no, like... no sound is blocked either way. <laughs> I imagine there's more activity going on here, so the, yeah. the chaos itself is its own yeah. shroud. Yeah, it's um, it's also more like it's there to stop people from having to see whatever local surgery that they're doing there. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just to like kind of preserve some yeah. uh, uh, decorum, stop some... them from seeing the surgery but not hearing the surgery. <laughs> <laughs> some some like integrity, I think, um, as well. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I take a seat, and she explains to me what happened. Uh, the uh, soldiers from the Republic, they came in, uh, there was gunfire, I was, uh, I, I brought some civilians in and I was uh, looking after them in the church. Uh, th- there were other soldiers, though, that wanted to come in, the, uh, the, the soldiers from the King, uh, the Brechton Knox soldiers that had been sent to the front lines. They were demanding that they get, use the church as a, uh, they wanted to be sheltered there as well. Mm-hmm. And did you you deny them access? I, I I wanted to deny them access, but look at me, I didn't have much of a choice. <laughs> they uh they they made their way inside. They started setting themselves up, and you know before they even had a chance to even put up any barricades, the, the Republic soldiers had found them. Right. So do you know where the hand grenade came from? It was it was tossed in through the door from the Republic soldiers. They'd obviously wanted to toss it at the the king's soldiers, but it had gone way, way too far. And uh, it was rolling over towards where we were with the civilians. I wasn't even thinking in the moment. I just jumped. I see. Um, uh, well, that is a very brave thing that you did. I'm certain that the civilians are very thankful for what you have done. Uh, um, but as, as far as your uh, trendship here... 
Who recovered you? How did you get to the hospital? Uh, I've dropped in and out of consciousness. Hard to say who brought me here, really. That's I, okay. I really didn't think I was going to live through this. Well, well it is an extreme catastrophe that your body has gone through. Um, don't worry, that's why I'm here. I am somewhat of a uh, flesh artist. Um, uh, believe me, if things do not look right inside there, I will fix them up. Straighten them out. Yes. Um, uh, I will uh, look into how you got here if it becomes contextually relevant to the operation. Um, for now, though, uh, since you've been here, have you taken any kind of medication? Have you had any kind of uh, oh, uh, light invasive surgery? Uh, yes, they had to uh, put everything back inside first. Right. And did a quick stitch job once everything was okay. on the inside. Right, yes. Yeah. Like, a, like a, a, a young boy putting clothes into a wardrobe. <laughs> no, no sense for order or uh, organization <laughs> whatsoever. Um, uh, I will have a look around in there again, if that's okay. Um, because there are two things that I, I want to determine here. One, I want to know if there is any uh, more fragmentation inside you that may become useful to us, you know, diagnosing the demonic side of this matter. Um, uh, but uh, I also want to see you know, what the physical effects of the grenade have been for your body. That sounds silly, but <laughs> that's yeah. what I need to determine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hesitate to do it here, but... <laughs> Our uh, dedicated operations theater is not yet constructed yet. And uh, the lightning ward in this instance does not feel particularly appropriate. Um, uh, so, um, do you mind looking over there for a second? <laughs> <laughs> and I promise uh, you'll feel a little jab, but there will be nothing else. Yeah, she, she does this. She turns her head over, closes her eyes. Okay. <laughs> I would like to uh, roll an operations roll, an operate roll. Yep. Um, uh, for this one specifically, I want to try and extract any fragmentation that's still inside yeah. the body. Cool. I am, of course, presuming that this is a fragmentation grenade and not some kind of demonic capsule where it's gone down her nose, but that's what it <laughs> looks like. Um, I think I have... So you would have your one for luck. Yeah. Uh, you have your operate skill. Skill, uh, main. You have the general ward. Uh, it is going to be a risky roll, a which risky means roll. you take a die out of that pool. Yeah. And you do it before you roll? Before you roll. Yeah. Nice. Oh, eights. Dang. All right, solid Goodness. rolls. <laughs> yeah, that's an eight. Great. Uh, roll me a d4 and mark that off of her patient track. Hell yeah. Two. Nice. Very good, very good. Doesn't quite get you to the first clock box, but it's Sorry. progress. Yeah, what what this functionally means now is you can make a resource, but it won't do anything for her until you've reached the clock box on the track. Yeah. Well, there's some things going on here that you didn't expect. Uh, your assumption that it is a fragmentation grenade is not correct. Ah, uh, okay. So, first of all, you pull up the sheet that she's got there. You can see the stitch job. It is quite poorly done. <laughs> like, it's not even a clean cut. It's, like, quite jagged. Um, they have just pulled the skin together from wherever they could. It's basically stapled. <laughs> have you ever seen... Uh, we get this at work all the time when people <laughs> are, are trying to... Like, they put too many staples into a stack of paper. 
Oh god, what, they've, so there's like yeah, four or five. Yeah, they've just like kept adding an extra sheet on there, and yeah. they didn't want to undo the staple, so oh. they've just chucked another one on. <laughs> uh, that's what they have done with her skin. <laughs> I like, I like. Um, I go. You don't need to look back over just yet, but uh, the the job that you feel will probably be a little bit more than little. It'll probably be substantial job um but it, you know i will go back in there and work magic as usual <laughs> um and i go back down um so like i remove all of these staples um <laughs> um oh, uh, just fresh slate <laughs> yeah 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 i'm going this needs to be redone um uh, this isn't up to scratch as it were yeah she's surprisingly calm with it you suspect they've dosed her with some opium <laughs> that's good um <laughs> thank christ <laughs> Thank goodness for laudanum and opium. <laughs> um, um, uh, yeah, and going inside there, um, I am shocked to discover that there is no fragmentation. Uh, no, there is not fragmentation. It seems like the grenade... Well, you find it, for starters. The grenade? Yeah, you find the grenade. <laughs> Holy shit, okay. <laughs> uh, it is attached to one of her kidneys and is half melded inside of it. Sick. Uh, you can see the grenade uh, is made mostly of flesh itself. It is a very dark uh, red. Uh, it is is still like warm and throbbing, and it's significantly hotter than anything else in her body. Oh, and you can right see there would have been metal <laughs> metal rings around it beforehand. Okay. And the the metal rings have uh, like exploded and fractured off, so that that has caused some of the shrapnel damage. Mm-hmm. But the actual pulse impact itself uh, would have been just some sort of force coming straight out of this object. Yeah. So you suspect that uh, why why she would have survived is that this is actually some sort of concussion grenade. But as it has gone off, you suspect that it's superheated itself mm-hmm. and it has fused its way into her body. Yeah. 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 Okay. You can find us at RF Encounters on Twitter or as Real Fantasy Encounters on Facebook. We appreciate any support, whether that's leaving a review or telling a friend about us. Thanks for listening and see you next week.